Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Saturday morning, Tay. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Here with you as usual, Saturday morning from 8 to 9 o'clock on 1150 KKNW, live and in living color. And uh, what can I tell you? We're a little technical difficulty to get things going on my part, but you know, one of these days I'll get this whole computer thing figured out and we'll be uh, We'll be moving and grooving. Nathan is along as well. Good morning, Nathan, the producer. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Good to hear your voice, man. It's <laughs> I, was, I was shaking there for a minute, man. Was... <laughs> Gave you a little <laughs> teaser at the beginning there, accidentally. Well, I either that or or you're getting, you know, your, your part is increasing on the show. Maybe I can sleep in some next Saturday morning and uh, just get up at, I don't know. 8.30 or something and join the show while you tell everybody what I'm driving. I think it's just one of those cases where like on a YouTube video or podcast when they put little sound bites of the actual show at the very beginning for about 10 seconds and then they go into the show just to give you a little bit of a taste about what's up to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of the professional way. Now you're starting to, to call us professionals and that's going to get us in nothing but trouble here. Absolutely <laughs> nothing but trouble. So... All right, we'll hear from Nathan in just a couple of minutes with um, his uh, his feature, which I have to tell you, people, I get more emails and so on and so forth about Nathan and his part uh, in the program. Good to see the people are uh, enjoying Nathan and enjoying his uh, part in the show. I appreciate that. Uh, happy Easter, happy Passover to those who celebrate Passover, happy Easter to those who celebrate Easter and um, may you have a very blessed and uh, and uh, hope, hopeful, hopeful Easter. That's what uh, what what I think we want to see this 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 Easter. Hopeful that things uh, may start getting back to normal, or what will be the new normal. I've got a chance to um, get out to the ballpark on opening night. Exciting game, but just exciting to see people gathering again and people getting together again and people communing with each other, even though it's from a safe social distance. And I want to mention that the Mariners did a wonderful job. I thought of doing that whole thing. And, and they have, if you are driving an electric car to the ballpark, they have charging stations, excuse me, that are right downstairs across the street from uh, from the entrance, right on the corner of Occidental and Edgar Martinez Way, right next to the parking garage. So if you uh, if you are going to go to the ball game and <clears throat> you drive, excuse me, an electric car, you can, uh, or plug-in hybrid, you can uh, park right there, stick your, your plug into your vehicle, go watch the ball game, come out and you should be somewhat uh, fully charged, or at least enough charged to probably get anywhere that you drove in uh, from the ballpark to the ballpark with a hundred something mile radius at the very least. So, the infrastructure for electrics is improving. When you start to see charging stations and so on and so forth at the ballpark, at the supermarket, all these different places 
that um, you know that we're that we're seeing them, and it's going to come in handy because the electrics are coming. Volkswagen this week uh, getting their ID four, and we've spoken to uh, people at Volkswagen on this show about that vehicle, uh, their electric. Um, unless you guys saw my first one out in the street uh, driving along, I can't wait to drive this car. Uh, but I saw my first one driving along up on Aurora uh, earlier this week. And it's a, it's a sharp looking car. It, it really is. It's, I hope these things are successful, not only from the standpoint of, uh, of pollution and so on and so forth, but there's just a sense of, uh, I think, pride in watching these things uh, go along for people who have, uh, you know, long wanted to see electric maybe not replace the internal combustion engine, but work alongside of it for the purposes that the application works best. That's what you, I think, uh, you know, you have to look at with these cars. There's no one solution for everybody, but a car like this, attractive car like this, a car that's going to get a good um, mileage to a charge, is definitely uh, going to attract people. So that is out. And Volkswagen also making news this week in, um, I don't know if it's a bad way or a good way. You know, I'm a little torn about April Fool's jokes. And um, at a corporate level, I mean, some of them are really funny. Some of them are hilarious. And then others backfire. And I think that uh, Volkswagen this week either had the biggest gotcha that I've seen in the automotive industry in a long time or made complete fools out of themselves. The story is uh, that Volkswagen leaked a rumor that they were going to change their name to Volkswagen, V-O-L-T-S, as in electric volts, uh, that they were going all electric and uh, that they were changing the iconic name of a Volkswagen. And that's, you know, has been the world's best-selling car for many, many years. And so they they leaked the news. And when people in the press called them to find out if it was true or not, they led them to believe it was true, going to the point uh, to uh, put a press release out on their media website saying that, in fact, this was going to happen. And they did it on, I think it was March 30th, if I'm not mistaken. And as you could imagine, the media went, wow, so you're taking an iconic name and you're changing it. Yes, yeah, a slight change, but it's, it's a big change. And so much so that the stock prices moved on the news. So there you go. So now they have to come out. And, and again, they, they leave the press release up on the website. Um, people are getting, you know, the media people are get, getting nuts now because now it's on CNBC and it's on all of these different, uh, you know, news media outlets, Bloomberg. And I think maybe the New York Times might have, might have or the Washington Post or one of the major, you know, newspapers of record have now printed this and put it on their websites and 
finally they had to, before April Fool's, come out and say, no, nah, it's only a joke. It was only an April Fool's prank. And a lot of media people were pretty PO'd about it because there's a line that you cross sometimes when you're talking to people, you're talking to sources, and they're leading you down this path and it makes you look like a fool. I know I posted it to my websites and my uh, social media chat, uh, channels as soon as um, the New York Times. No, it was uh, as soon as uh, CNBC had posted it because if CNBC is posting it, then you have to think that it's legitimate news. If a legitimate news organization, now, you know, Harry's website down the block puts it up. I don't post it. But when you have something that big, yeah, you want to be, you know, you want people to know about it. And so Volkswagen had to, you know, retract it and everything like that. And it was, I don't know, again, I don't know that Volkswagen even really felt any embarrassment about it. I think privately, uh, they were probably sitting there saying, I got you, which is a great April Fool's joke, right? Unfortunately, according to reports, the Securities and Exchange Commission doesn't think it's very funny. They are investigating Volkswagen now for, uh, you know, the prank, the way the stock moved on this news. And, I, you know, it makes me think, what is legitimate as a corporation, which is supposed to have trust in, in, a, in an April Fool's joke, and not, should corporations even be doing that? Now, I think some corporations in the past have done it wonderfully. I saw one of the best April Fool things I've ever seen in my life this April Fool's Day. It was um, a transactions column in a newspaper, and they put every movie baseball hero you could think of in the transaction columns. So there was uh, Ray, Roy Hobbs from New York Knights, Sid Finch from the New York Mets. I mean, all of these uh, fan, fantasy um, baseball figures were in this transaction column. It was great. I thought it was a really funny thing. Except if you, you know, would have looked at that and said, wow, I can't believe they traded Sid Finch. That might have been a problem. Anyway, so Volkswagen uh, this week uh, taking, taking a little bit of heat for what they did. A couple of great things. You know that I have been advocating. We've talked to people time and time again about small pickup trucks. I love them. I love the fact that the smaller pickup truck is um, uh, easier to maneuver. It's more of a city vehicle. You can park it anywhere. Yeah, you can't put 20 tons of cow dung in the back of it. But they serve, I think, a good purpose of coming out with highly maneuverable, easy to park, easily accessible haulers uh, that you can use if you have a house, uh, whatever your, your business is. When you need that extra high space or to haul something, you got to, well, um, Hyundai had, had shown this vehicle off a couple of years ago at, uh, I believe it was the Detroit Auto Show, my memory fades sometimes when it comes to all of these different auto shows. Uh, but Nathan, I think we have the, uh, the, the, the shot of that there. The Hyundai Santa Cruz is, uh, no, that's the Subaru. Uh, we want the pickup truck. Um, 
the Hyundai Santa Cruz is going to make its uh, debut. Um, the 15th of April, I believe. And we will keep you on top of that and let you know what that's about. Also, the Ford Maverick is coming down the pike, which is a uh, Ford small pickup truck. So these smaller pickups that I've been talking about, many people in the industry have wanted to see for a long time are becoming reality. And I love them. I love, I mean, I'm an El Camino guy. You know, I, I, I've owned El Caminos. I've loved those cars because it's a car, but yet it's a truck. You don't have to have the big Jagunda pickup truck. If, you know, you want to park it in your garage, you want to, you know, you're going to go down uh, downtown or something and you'll, you need to park in the parking space, the small parking spaces. You have now the ability with these trucks. There it is. That's the uh, Hyundai Santa Cruz. And I think it's an attractive truck. It kind of reminds you of the uh, Subaru Baja of a few years ago and maybe the Brat, although the Brat had uh, two seats in the back. I don't think you could do that anymore. But this, to me, is an attractive truck. It's practical. It'll get you where you're going. It'll get your stuff where you're going. Imagine taking that thing around uh, to garage sales on a Saturday morning. And you can take that dresser to the home right with you instead of, having to go to a Home Depot or you all and rent the little truck. And it, it just looks very practical, very stylish. And I'm in love with it already. I can't wait to get it and drive it. And who knows, maybe we'll buy one. All right, another quick one that we have for you this morning. And we can go back to that other clip, the Subaru. For all you Subaru fans out there, rolled out the Outback Wilderness. Uh, this is a, a version of their Outback that uh, is specially designed to take you further up into the country, hence the name Wilderness, with the higher ground clearances, special shocks, special equipment, special suspension. It raises it up off the ground even more. These sport utility vehicles now, these crossovers, people are wanting versions of these that will in fact go off road and will in fact take them off the beaten path. If COVID has done one thing to the mobility industry, it has shown that people want to go on vacation in places away from other people. They want to get up into the forest, get up into the mountains, get up into uh, places where people do not usually go and camp and fish and, you know, do the things that people do in those places. And Subaru uh, is answering the call. And again, in a vehicle that will handle the off-road ruggedness, the rocks, the this, the that, that you encounter in those situations, with um, that Subaru style and that Subaru mark. They don't want to lose sales to Jeep or to Ford Bronco because they don't have a Subaru that's rough enough to go off-road. And believe you me, they, they, they do lose sales to those vehicles because people want something that they feel confident in going off-road. So Subaru comes out with this uh, Outback Wilderness 
I believe it's going to be in showrooms very, very soon. So if you are, and, and I mean, you look at that thing, that's like a Northwest vehicle, isn't it? I mean, Nathan, you look at that car, you want to go on a hike, right? I mean, it's sitting in the mountains, so it's definitely going to take me there. Yeah, there you go. You know, although I question, the one thing I do question on these cars uh, is, you know, like the, uh, what is it, the, the Dodge, uh, not the Dodge, but the, yeah, the Dodge SRT with the, you know, four, 700 horsepower to go, I mean, 700 horsepower in the, in the woods, in the country could be very dangerous. I mean, it's bad enough, uh, you know, you're going to have 700 horsepower on the street, but give a full 700 horsepower in a nature preserve and you could be in a whole lot of trouble uh, with uh, that, uh, with that car. Finally. Well, one thing uh, for sure, Genesis. real quick, uh, maybe I wouldn't want to go for a hike because that car is going to do the hiking for me. Well, it's, yeah, it's going to get you. I mean, that's, you know, part of the great thing about this, Nathan, is the fact that it's making places like that accessible to people that may not have had it. Now you're a young guy and you're, you're a, a fit guy, an able guy, but when you, if, suppose you have a disability, or suppose you can't walk a lot. You get a car like this and you can go places. It will take you places that previously would have been closed to you or you wouldn't have been able to get up a mountain or get up a hill or get to a, a, a far off out of the way place because you didn't, you know, you didn't have the, uh, the right car to get there. You had, you had to get a big truck, you had to climb in it. A car like this, the Subaru, uh, makes it, much more accessible for you so yeah you're right you let the car do the hiking for you it's uh it's a great thing now this next car is one that you're not going to want to take into the woods i guarantee you you do not want to go in the woods with the genesis uh, concept x concept that they showed off and look at this car it is a beauty uh they are going to uh this will will make it to production i think at some point uh genesis is doing some really good things. This is the Hyundai Motor Corporation spun off their top of the line Genesis into its own car line. Uh, we already talked about the uh, the 90 uh, a couple of months ago. I drove that in just a fantastic car. I can't wait to drive uh, the SUV that they uh, put out, the one that Tiger Woods got into the accident with the car. Uh, many people say saved his life. Uh, because of the uh, safety, the, the way this, the, it was constructed with crush zones and how safe the car was, uh, that it really served, saved him from even worse injury than he has and probably saved his life. Also, his seatbelts, wearing his seatbelts had something to do with that too, I would think. But this is a, a, a beautiful concept, the Hyundai Genesis, uh, or the Genesis, I shouldn't say Hyundai Genesis, because they're not... Um, uh, uh, putting it out like that. They put it out on its own, standing on its own. And it's um, it's just a spectacular looking car. And, I, you know, I love these show cars. I love, uh, you know, when the designers go out and stretch it out a little bit and show you a little bit more of, uh, of what they have. And hopefully this car uh, will make it into production as you know kind of intact kind of the way it is 
I think it's a sharp one. It's got a great line. It uh, it it looks like it's directly going after uh, the Lexus, the big uh, luxury Lexus, and BMW, and uh, the price points on these cars are so that um, people give them a look, not just for quality, uh, but looking to save a few dollars too. And I think uh, cars like this take that. That idea that if you're not pulling up to the country club in a Mercedes or a BMW or uh, another car of that ilk, you know, that high-end brand, uh, uh, away from that because this is a sharp car. It's something that Kia couldn't do with their K900, uh, which is a great car and dollar for dollar, probably the best new car buy in America. Uh, but they couldn't establish that. They couldn't get people to want to buy a Kia uh, that was a $90,000 car, but they're only charging $64,000 for it. But yet people, people seem to shy away. I think I've seen two of them on the road and one of them I was driving. So sometimes, uh, you know, you have to fight and that's why you see, you know, Lex, uh, Toyota spun off Lexus and Acura was spun off from Honda because they want to create a different brand. So that's um, our top five this week that we loosely did as a top five. Take a quick break here. We come back. We'll find out what I'm driving this week and talk a little bit about uh, the street racing situation down in uh, Tacoma and Fife. It's a Saturday morning. It's drive time right here on 1150 KKNW. The way people have reacted to that new style. More than a new silhouette, it's... The new shape of motion. New shape of motion in all five cars of the forward look. Completely new. The 1957 Plymouth. Compare the fins. Those fins. They're the keynote of our styling leadership. Styling that others are trying to follow. Compare the new Lotus. Remember, the entire body is new, as much as five inches lower. Twin light styling, really new front grills. The 1957 Dodge. The new Dodge. That's right. Everybody does a double take when they see this new shape of motion. Completely new styling. 93 models, 417 color combinations to choose from. The 1957 Again, styling leadership, plus completely new performance. New torsion air ride is a completely new idea in suspension systems. 1957 Chrysler. With a completely new transmission, the new push-button torque flight transmission. Smoother, swifter acceleration for greater control in every driving range. New power, too. New V8s with greater all-around performance. And here's the proudest expression of the forward look. 
and this year introducing an Imperial Converter. Imperial is the finest automobile. No matter what price range or model you're interested in, find the styling leader, the best value, among the 93 models of the Forward Look, the newest new cars in 20 years, the 1957. Plymouth, Dodge, DeSoto, Chrysler, and the exclusive Imperial. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. Back with you on Drive Time Radio, Saturday morning. New York, Vinny here with you, Nathan, the producer, along as well on Drive Time. Don't forget that you can catch up with us on Facebook during the week. I post all of these uh, items, or most of them, and plus pictures and thoughts on uh, the cars that I'm driving or other things that happen in the automotive world. All gets posted on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook, follow Drive Time Radio. Just go to Drive Time Radio and TV. You can go to my personal um, site I, uh, on, on uh, Facebook, which is uh, NYVinny, N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E. And you can also find me at N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E on Twitter and Instagram. So you can keep in touch with us during the week. And every once in a while, we pop on with live kind of pop-up uh, sessions. And we talk about certain things. If a major automotive news story breaks, we get on with that and talk a little bit and try to give you some perspective, some background on it. So keep in touch with us on social media as well, uh, especially this summer. I think it's going to be a really uh, a good summer. And we're going to have some really interesting stuff happen as we uh, kind of come out of our cocoons and get a chance to um, to uh, go for nice drives and, you know, get out. I mean, you can tell it's spring in Western Washington when you see the road crews up on um, <clears throat> Route 20 clearing away the snow so that you can get to places like Winthrop and uh, enjoy that, uh, enjoy that area up there, uh, the Cascade Loop Highway. I mean, that's a, uh, that's a spectacular drive, and uh, it's, I don't know how far they, I know they started clearing it earlier in the week. Uh, I'll be uh, very excited uh, to get on that. I love that. I have not driven it all the way since I've been back. I think I went up to, uh, uh, what is it, New Haven up there where the city, uh, uh, city light compound is. It's about as far up as I went last year, and uh, I'm excited to take that trip. That's something we're also going to do on the show. You'll start to hear that uh, probably next week. Uh, we're, we're going to feature one day drives, these really groovy one day drives that you can go out and do on a Saturday or a Sunday or even an off day and have a lot of fun doing it. Um, and they're all within one day. It's a one day drive. You, you get up in the morning, you go, you go there, you hang out, you do whatever's there, and then you get back in a car, boom, you come back all in one day. Not to say you can't stay overnight if you want to. It's just, uh, you know, we want to make sure that you have a, that, that's your space. Uh, your timing is one day. It's a beautiful thing. All right, Nathan, it's time for the magic question. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? What am I driving this week? What am I driving this week? Is that what you said, Nathan? 
Yes, that's what he said. Uh, what am I driving this week? I'm driving a truck that has surprised me in how much I like it, how much it's uh, it's suited for the working, probably the upper end. It's almost the executive office of pickup trucks. It is the Ford F-150 Platinum with power boost. And it is, I think we have a, a couple of pictures of it there, Nathan, if you want to put one up. It's uh, it's really, it's, it's the new Ford F-150. First, let's start there. It's the, you know, they've redesigned it and done some things to it uh, for 2021. And uh, they paid a lot of attention to the working person in this truck and how that working person, whether it be a laborer, somebody who's got to carry their tools and, you know, go from job site to job site or a supervisor, a boss who has to sit in their, uh, their car, their truck and fill out reports and do things like that. They've really paid attention to that with the, with the building of this truck. And, you know, when you buy a pickup truck, it's really, I mean, you know, first of all, it's power, right? What is it tow? What do you need? What do you got to, second thing is comfort, convenience. What does it do that the, uh, one of the other trucks that you might buy doesn't do? Another thing with pickup trucks is a lot of times <clears throat> you wind up buying the same truck that your father had if he had a pickup truck. If your dad drove a Chevy, you drive a Chevy. If your dad drove a Ford, you drive a Ford. If your dad drove a Dodge, although these days with Ram and the way Dodgers build the pickup trucks, which is at the top of the line, uh, their, their trucks have been uh, truck of the year and car of the year uh, of the last few years. But Ford is going to give them a run for their money here. And they do it in a couple of ways. Number one, uh, this vehicle is a hybrid. It has um, the twin turbocharged V6. And then they put a 47 horsepower electric motor in there. So you're running sometimes on electric, sometimes you're running on internal combustion. But you put them together and it gives you incredible power, towing capacity. I mean, I think this thing has a 12,000 pound towing capacity. And when you match it up to the 10 speed automatic, it really, it's, it's a pretty fantastic vehicle. So that's what we're driving this week. I'll give you a full report on it in a couple of weeks. Uh, it is really, uh, as I said, uh, Ford has gone a long way in making this truck a good truck uh, as far as gas mileage, as far as uh, the vehicle itself and making you feel comfortable in that work environment that you also may have to load your family into to take them to uh, the Puyallup Fair or something like that. Ford is doing a great job. Very impressed with this truck. And as I said, we will have uh, more on that uh, in our uh, review, but that's this week's Yovani, what are you driving this week? Um, Tacoma, street racing, Fife, street racing. Uh, it's a problem down there. 
and the city councils in both of those cities in Pierce County are, they've had it up to here. And they are trying to figure out what to do. It's a tough job to figure out because you're dealing with not bad kids, uh, just because somebody chirps their ties and squeals rubber and drifts, it doesn't make them a bad kid. They're not criminals. Maybe some are, but overall, we're talking about kids who spent thousands of dollars on their cars uh, to make them go fast, to make them look better. And there's no place for them to really express themselves except in these deserted areas for the most part where you start to run into trouble is where when you don't stay in the deserted areas where you come into downtown Tacoma when you come into downtown Seattle and you're doing donuts on Broadway and um, you know and uh, Olive Street that's where you get into trouble so both of these city councils are proposing rules that are going to say if we catch you, we're going to put you in jail and we're going to take away your car. So not only are you going to lose your car and the thousands of dollars that you invested in that, but we're also going to stick in jail for a few, uh, for a month, maybe more and see how you like that. See how much rubber you can burn in the Pierce County jail. And I just, I hope that with the cooperation of the Pierce County uh, Sheriff's Department and the police departments at Tacoma and Fife and those surrounding communities that they can figure out a way. Uh, I, I remember when I was a kid, listen, I, we had the connecting highway when I was a kid. It was a strip of the highway that was, um, it was an open cut. It was below the surface of the street. So it was relatively safe to race there. But it was on a major highway and the uh, hot rods would go down there and block traffic off from one overpass to the next overpass it was a quarter mile. You'd make the run, you'd go off, cops would chase you. And that was it. It wasn't the ideal situation, but if the cars crashed, the only people that were going to get hurt were the cars in them, or the people in the cars. My dad tried to you get a, a, a an airport landing strip out of Flushing Airport uh, and use that for a drag strip. They wanted to sanction it. You come, you bring your car, uh, you sign up, you sign a way, assurance waiver, and you can go out and race your car. And it would be regulated and, you know. And I think that that is probably the way Tacoma wants to go and should go. And I hope that they do it and do it quick. We don't want to see anybody killed, hurt, maimed, or anything because of these racers and, and people that are out there doing it. And the bottom line is you're not going to stop them. They're, they're letting off steam. They're only going to move from community to community. You could, you know, maybe you'll get one or two. Maybe you'll put a few in jail. But by and large... If you can figure out a place to put them where it's not doing any harm and sanction it, 
you know, put a, you know, put a sticker on a car that just says you race and, you know, you pay a, a fee or something like that. And you go down and your race is a recreational activity or you drift or whatever. If you could do that, I think you would have a, you'd have a really great situation where you would get and a great way, I think, for the police to get involved with this community. Uh, for the most part, they're young. Uh, they're impressionable. And instead of creating that adversarial relationship, maybe have an opportunity to make a, a better community relationship uh, between the young people that are driving these cars and the police. It's something to think about uh, instead of just immediately dismissing it and saying, oh, no, um, we had places to blow off steam when we were kids. It's getting more and more crowded, more and more people. Uh, we don't want to see a tragedy happen. And you don't want to have a situation like happened with the police officer a couple of weeks ago um, where, you know, there, there was street racing down there and he had to drive the police car when he drove the police car into the, uh, into the crowd. It's an unnecessary situation. And, and you don't need that. You really don't. And it's just, um, it's a sad, sad thing uh, to see that kind of thing when you could, you know, not have that situation happen. All right, that's my piece on that. Um, if you have an opinion uh, otherwise or, or you support that, obviously call your city council members uh, down in Tacoma, down in Fife, down in that area. And if you, and by the way, I'll volunteer to uh, go down and, and, and work at the track there on a, uh, on a Friday night if that's what it takes, or Saturday night if that's what it takes to get the kids off the street. I would be happy, happy to do that. All right. Um, all right, time now for our cartoon. Let's do that. Uh, every Saturday morning, we pick a piece of music that has to do with cars. We play it for you because cars and music go together so well. This week, a great one. This was a big hit back in, I think, 1963. Uh, this guy celebrated a birthday this week. I've always loved this music. I've always loved what these guys do. And I get a chance now to give you a little Tijuana Taxi. There you go, Tijuana Taxi from Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. I think Herb uh, celebrated a birthday on Wednesday, 81, I think, or 82, something like that. Great, uh, great band. Uh, you know, how many TV themes did they do uh, during the 60s? Of course, the most famous one, probably the dating game. And uh, Herb uh, still goes out and plays with the band. They um, uh, have a more um, Spanish style to it, more of a salsa style to it now. Uh, uh, there's a couple of clips on YouTube of them playing, uh, you know, Tijuana brass hits and, uh, you know, they drop in that conga beat and it's really, really kind of cool. So that's uh, something that, that uh, we bring to you every week. It's the Saturday morning cartoon that you can enjoy. And uh, it's a car. It's a sound call song. Ugh. It's a song. <laughs> 
Sometimes my brain is moving 100 miles an hour. My tongue is going like 10. It is a song that is about uh, a car, car in a title, about driving, about, uh, you know, the, the automotive experience. Quick break here. We'll come back. We have our uh, Pat did uh, really the, the feature of the show. It's the Drive Time Road Test coming up next here on Drive Time Radio. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seat belt snug. Give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. The National Safety Council says seat belts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. There you go, Johnny Cash. Everybody's got a car song somewhere in their heart, don't they? Drive Time Radio, back with New York Vinny, hanging out here on Saturday morning with you, as we do every Saturday morning. Uh, A news item for you quickly. It appears that the city of Seattle is lifting the 72-hour parking limit, uh, the suspension of that law. That means it's back on. Uh, They lifted it uh, because of COVID. Uh, a lot of people living in their uh, campers and so on and so forth. They're, uh, the city didn't want to create a situation, so they lifted that uh, uh, that uh, that law that says you have to move your vehicle. And um, every 72 hours, you can't just leave it where it is. Uh, there's going to be a need for more street parking. The streets that you drive down south in the ballpark, that look like uh, Campground of America's, you know, KLA's. Uh, there's there's so many uh, RVs lined up on uh, those streets. And it, um, it enabled those people to settle for, uh, um, you know, a, a time here. And now it's time that they're going to have to go back to playing that game that they play of moving their vehicles. I could imagine that some of these vehicles are not going to run to well, There's going to be a lot of um, uh, shuffling and huffling uh, pushing by other vehicles to get this thing done. And they're going to issue courtesy notices to the vehicles before they start ticketing them. But they'll have a grace period. They'll remind the public about the parking rules and then they'll start ticketing, uh, the, uh, you know, cars, trucks, anything that's parked in one space for over 72 hours. And you know what? It's, uh, I hate to say it, but you got to do it. Uh, some of these places are starting to look like uh, camps. I wish they'd give people uh, a lot or some, somewhere where they could just go and park these vehicles at a, uh, a, a low or reduced cost so that they would have a place to, to live in sanitary facilities and so on and so forth. But that is what they are, uh, what they're doing. And uh, 
the ticket takers, uh, the ticket givers, I should say, not the ticket takers. Ticket takers, they're not working too much these days. But the ticket givers uh, will be back at work. And uh, I am sure, quite sure, uh, actively handed out parking tickets uh, down in South Dome and uh, Green Lake. I don't understand Green Lake. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you park at Green Lake, man. And I mean, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm all for people getting by. And, but man, Green Lake is kind of tough. You, know, you got a whole row of them there. It's taking up a gazillion parking spaces. Where, you know, if you want to go, you want to take your family to the lake, where are you going to park? You start to run out of spaces. I'd like to live next to Green Lake, too. <laughs> but unfortunately, the houses are a little expensive. All right, time now for our, uh, our big feature. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Nothing ugly about this one. Nothing ugly at all. This week, we take a look at the 2021 BMW M440i X-Drive Coupe. A coupe. Uh, this is a beautiful machine. I mean, BMW, listen, you get into a BMW and you feel it. It's one of those cars that they could blindfold you, put you into the car, and you're going to know what you're in immediately. Uh, you know, you sit there and grip the wheel for a second, smell the car, and you'll know exactly what kind of car you're in. And uh, this BMW 440i X-Drive Coupe uh, does not disappoint. The only place where it maybe disappoints a little bit is in the interior. We'll get to that for a minute in a minute. Um, the the BMW I drove, the uh, the X-Drive Coupe, the 440i M. Uh, from the outside is a sp spectacular design exercise. Uh, beautiful lines. I love the coupe. I love the two-door car. Uh, I love that it is a true two-door, not uh, a four-door coupe, uh, as they try to sell you sometimes. Uh, but uh, from the outside, beautiful lines. A lot of the BMW people are upset because it wears the BMW kidney grill uh, like as big as I've ever seen it on a vehicle. I mean, it's really, you know, it, it's there, man. You don't miss it when you're looking at it. It is all right there for you. But the grill, uh, the lights, you know, work into the belt line of the car. They go around to the back. Uh, it's It's got that kind of newer BMW short rear deck and squat. It has that short squat. It's, it, it looks like, um, it almost reminds you from the rear sometimes of a football player, a center, like bending down and getting into the, that position. Uh, you know, a larger rear, solid, muscular, and um, a way to, uh, you know, a way to distinguish the car. Tail lights, uh, you know, and everything. Uh, make it a really artful design. Everything blends nicely. It's 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 a very distinguished looking vehicle. You move into the interior, easy to get in out a little low, uh, but uh, it's a BMW, so you're gonna expect it to be. Uh, the fault with the interior is the back seat. It's virtually useless. Uh, you can put somebody back there, but they better be um, short, 
or um, you know able to do the lotus position. Uh, so maybe you can have two uh, people chanting as you're driving the car. But that's about the only way you're going to fit people back there, uh, especially on a long trip. You're not uh, you're not going to drive to California uh, with two people in the back of this car. But sitting in the interior, fine materials. Uh, it's a vehicle that lets you know that you got what you paid for in this vehicle. The iDrive system uh, is, is one of the simplest out there to use, the most intuitive out there to use. Uh, the comfort of this car is phenomenal. I mean, you get into this car and you really feel, you feel uh, the materials that were used to, uh, you know, make this car happen, the tech in this car that tells you everything, lets you adjust everything from uh, the interior lighting onto the specific uh, hardness or softness you want in the suspension. BMW is a driver's car and it gives the driver uh, that option, as does many vehicles in this class uh, these days. Uh, it's Aurora, man. It goes. It is uh, an, an excellent, excellent uh, car that matches up against the A5 Audi, the C-Class Mercedes. It, uh, it gives you performance. The uh, M4 uh, comes with that 425 horsepower engine. Uh, matter of fact, if you have the competition package, which this one wasn't, you get up to 444 horsepower. The M4, uh, it, it still has a manual. You can still get a manual in it, although I had the uh, seven-speed dual-clutch automatic, and this thing was just absolutely quick, absolutely fun to drive. And it, uh, it really it gave you a sense of, uh, of, of handling uh, that you, it's hard to find. And it gives you the opportunity, which I love, to adjust the vehicle to how you want it to handle. And, uh, you know, if you buy this car, it's not about trunk space. It's not about what the car um, uh, overall, whether somebody likes the way it looks, it doesn't like it. It's what you, it's a personal car. It's what you want. The BMW gives you the opportunity to adjust that car into those parameters. Uh, $70,470 as tested. It's a piece of coin, but you get your money's worth in the uh, ultimate driving machine, the BMW 440i X-Drive Coupe. If you get a chance to uh, uh, drive one, if you're in that market, uh, for that kind of car, you should definitely be taking a look at this. It's a fun drive and a great car. And I loved my week in that car. That'll wrap it up for another session of Drive Time. We thank you so much for making everything as easy as could be. Nathan, thank you so much for making the show happen as well. And uh, we will, of course, see you next week right here on 1150 KKNW if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Happy Easter. Have a good week.